0: Hello, folks. It's your guy, Thomas savage GAN, a.k.a. TG, here for another edition of Ice Cold Sports. And, you know when you have a dog that you love, and it's getting old, and you know it, it, you realize it's time to put it out to pasture. It's time to take old yeller and bring him out to pasture. Well, that's what we witnessed tonight in... The Saints-Buccaneers game, because it is over for Mr. Drew Brees. And it's sad, because, I mean, he's one of the great quarterbacks of all time, probably. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. uh, But what a sad performance. He really gave away the game with the interceptions he threw. It was awful. It was awful. And I take no pleasure in saying this at all. I think he's a great player. I think it's very sad that he's done. In reality, likely this is this will be his probably this is likely his last game, which is sad, but it's true. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers, it, the, the Tom Brady didn't play that much better, other than the fact that he didn't throw picks. He did not throw picks. That was a, probably the difference in the game, honestly, with those interceptions. It's sad. It's it's sad. Final score, Buccaneers 30, Saints 20. I mean, if you look at the passing stats, eight, Brady was only 18 for 33 30 for 199. Breeze was 19 for 34 for 134. It was the Boomer Bowl. It was the Boomer Bowl. It was two aging quarterbacks. It just happened to be that Drew Breeze is the much more advanced age in football years because obviously Tom Brady is feels like he's immortal. He'll be back next year, for sure. Tom Brady, and I mean, he's probably our best chance to take down the Packers. We'll get into that game next. Uh, as the number one Packers hater, we have to mean the I have to address the the fellow Packer haters out there at, for that game. But whatever, sad game, honestly. Um, sad to see him go out like that. Obviously, probably very happy if you're a Bucks fan. Imagine for a second. And this is just a thought right now. Imagine a Buccaneers-Bills Super Bowl where Tom Brady wins. And it's just the biggest F.U. to the Bills possible. And I don't want that, but imagine that happening. Because it's very possible. Very, very possible. And I would be very afraid of that idea if I were a Bills fan. And as, a, as a, the official leader of the Bills bandwagon, I am kind of afraid of that. Because that would just be too poetic it will just be the football gods just uh just just killing us killing us final score uh B- bucks 30 saints 20 goodbye drew Brees. and um uh, yeah and then going back a couple days because we started with the uh the saints bucks game because that just ended uh, going back to rams packers final score Packers 32, Rams 18. Folks, I am afraid. I am very afraid that we might have a Packers Super Bowl, which would be disgusting. It's it would be very disgusting at least to me because as a as a major Packer hater. Um it's a tough, it's a tough scene. I, in this game it was weird because at times I really thought that the Rams could stay in it. I really felt like they could I mean, there were some times where the Rams' offense was clicking. They were, they were having some beautiful drives in Lambeau, and me think, huh? Maybe, maybe. But Rodgers gets us again. Four touchdowns for him. Ugh, sad. It was a better performance. I think people thought they would get out of uh, out of um, out of Jared Goff. He did all right. He acquitted himself nicely. And all we were told, he only had one thumb he was working with. But at the end of the day, the Packers' offense is too much. I am... Uh, the only thing that's giving me any comfort right now is the fact that the Buccaneers, uh, like, earlier on in the season, beat down on the Packers, and that hope, makes me hope that there are some serious mismatches in that matchup that are really going to benefit us. Because that the, the Buccaneers' defense, eight in that game against... Packers they ate Aaron Rodgers lunch. So I hope I hope that's the case. The Packers defense didn't look amazing in this game. It looked okay. They looked okay. They didn't look amazing. But well, obviously they got it done at the end. Anyway, sad. Well, let's move on. Next up. Next up was the late game that Saturday night. Uh Bills Ravens. This was probably the most satisfying game of the weekend. Legitimately. Final score, Bills 17, Ravens 3. Lamar Jackson, he is an extremely talented, extremely, extremely talented player. I think that anyone saying otherwise is an idiot because he is that good. Um, he is that much good of an athlete. However, if you are going to make it long-term in this league, you need to have a real... Hostile passing game, and I don't think he has that. Honestly, now he could prove me wrong. I'm I've been proven wrong many times before. He could prove me wrong, but that's just the way I see it. Now, on the other hand, Josh Allen didn't have that much of a better game, but he I mean, he he could handle a passing offense better than Lamar could. Simple as that. Uh, that 100 yard uh, interception. It looked like the Rams were the, the the Ravens were coming down there to tie it. In the third quarter, and then that intercept. Jeron uh, Johnson absolutely just uh, was beautiful. 101 yard interception return out of the end zone. Pretty dang cool. Uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting next week. The Bills, they're one game away from a Super Bowl. Uh, I think America's probably, but now that the Browns are done, I think America is probably all united outside of, you know, Outside outside of Tampa Bay and New England, also rooting for Tampa Bay, probably, and Green Bay, and then, of course, you know, Kansas City. Outside of those cities, I feel like the rest of America is very much behind uh, the Bills. I am number one uh, Bills bandwagoner here. So, yeah, but it felt pretty good to watch this game. Feel pretty good. We finally got a nice feel good game. Nice feel good game. So, Bills 17. Ravens 3, I can't complain about that one at all. Finally, the late game, uh, the, the early game today, before the Saints game, uh, uh, Browns, Chiefs, folks. That was a, I mean, if I were a Browns fan, it would be rough. That game, looking back at that game, would be rough. Because, oh my goodness. They had their shot. They had their shot. I mean, you lose by a score to a team like the Chiefs, and Mahomes go, Mahomes goes out there with a the concussion, and which which you know sucked. You know, obviously for Mahomes, I hope he feels better. But I mean, after that, if you're a Brownsman, you're like, oh my goodness, we can. If we just get one more score here, we can win this game. You know, we can do this. It's possible. We could win this game. And I think a lot of America thought they could, do. But then, of course, uh, the football gods did not shine brightly on them and shined very brightly on Mr. Chad. Henny Swag, Henny... What uh, really was the backbreaker was the fact that right there at the end, Kevin Stefanski decides, hey, I'm going to punt it. And basically, and I understand the thought process as well. I trust my defense. I get it to my defense, and I trust that they're going to get the the stop. We're going to get the ball back, and we can score and win this game. At the same time, you gave them the ball back, and then you had them on that what was third and seventeen. They they just needed to bring him down, and then uh, gosh, they he makes Chad and he takes it. There's only one yard, well, one like inch away, and then they get the first down on the going out of the shotgun on fourth and one, which I thought was wild, and that basically ended the game. They could just kneel it out, which oh boy. I mean, I don't think Browns fans even thought they would make it this far, but still pretty pretty sad. Hopefully, Browns have a bright future. They can make it farther next year, and I I, I think that if they keep The kind of energy they've had the last few games up, I think they can, or at least the last, you know, especially from last game, and even this game. So, still, we lost our opportunity at a Bills-Browns AFC Championship game, at which point hell would have frozen over, and the apocalypse would have truly come. Uh, Asteroids would be coming down to Earth to end it all because the Bills and the Browns would be playing for an AFC Championship, but alas, we live another day. Chiefs 22, Browns 17. All right, next up, what was, I thought was kind of surprising, the debut of newly minted Brooklyn Net, James Harden. Damn. 32 points. Had a triple-double against the Magic. And Kevin Durant had 42 in a win. Uh, it, it was, jeez. Now, obviously, this is one game. You can't start to extrapolate this to the rest of the season. I still don't know if this will work full-time as you go on. If Kyrie comes back, what will that dynamic be like? It'll be interesting. But, man, this was a heck of a start. Jeez. Heck of a start. It's tough going for the Magic, too, because they started out like undefeated on the season it's they they uh, they definitely started out they fought, they started out 4 and 0 4 and 0 to start the season and now they've just been you know they've not been doing so great they've been 2 and 7 over their last 9 which oof that's tough that's tough they'll probably make the playoffs again as like an 8 seed but whatever but this is very promising for the nets and especially considering the fact that they essentially mortgaged their entire future on this trade, this entire future, which is kind of crazy that they've done this twice. They did it a few years ago with the Celtic trade, where they basically traded for uh, everybody, well, Garnett and everybody uh, gave away a trillion first round picks, and it felt like for a long time the Nets would have like five wins on a season, and then the the, the Celtics would have like the number like would have like the number two or number one pick, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. Impressive stuff. Are the Nets full-time using these blue uniforms? Are they done with the black uniforms? Because they've worn these blue uniforms, I swear, for a few games now. A few games. The one They kind of look weird, too, because they're not, like, solid blue. They almost look like there's wispy little clouds on there. Very odd. Very odd. I don't hate them. I don't hate the design. I'd rather be solid, but I don't hate it. I mean, whatever. I mean... They, 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 the Nets are, uh, the, if I were a Nets, I mean, who are, who, who is a Nets fan? There's a question for you. Who is a Nets fan? Are people in New Jersey still Nets fans? I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true, but I would also feel kind of betrayed that they left New Jersey. But whatever. Final score, Nets 122, Magic 115 on Saturday night. Nice start for, uh, for Harden. Uh, but will this stay up the same way? Uh, we'll find out. Next up, what should be one of the weirdest stories I feel like in a long time. Uh, who should be calling the Texans for the services of Mister Deshaun Watson? And I say that because you don't get elite quarterbacks on the market like this too often. You don't get a guy like like Watson. On the market, on the trading block, you know, this often, especially a young guy who's hitting the prime of his career, who led the league in passing hard last year. It, it, it seems like the more, the every time new news comes out, it gets worse for Texans fans because it, it seems like he wants to leave more and more. It blows my mind that leadership in Houston is so dense, is dense enough that they think, well, (coughs) we don't need Deshaun. Like, you have to be, I mean, I feel like for most franchises, they'd be scrambling to to, to please this guy, to work with this guy. This guy is your future. This guy is a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. You should be working with this guy. You should be consulting this guy. And from what I've read, essentially, the Texans' teammates uh, trust him. They think of him as their voice in the front office because guess what? They're gonna listen to him because he is this elite, talented player, and they understand that that no one is, nobody it has any, you know, visions of grandeur beyond Watson. They understand he's the guy. Even J.J. Watt was talking to Watson and said, "Hey, I'm sorry we wasted this year of your greatness," and yet the idiots. And as a Bears fan, I have been pissed off at my organization. But damn, I am pretty confident they wouldn't do this. If we had a star QB, we wouldn't have this problem. Or we're, picking, we're not picking, uh, like we're not listening to them for GM picks or for head coaching picks. We're basically keeping the same people in place. We're trusting, the owners need to be trusting uh, uh, everyone else that they should not be. It's kind of insane. If I were the, I mean, if I were almost any other team in the NFL who has any questions at all at the quarterback position, I am screaming and yelling, I will trade. Here is a bunch of picks. I will trade with you. Trade, 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 trade. Trade with me. Trade with me. Trade with me. Um, and a few different teams come to mind. Obviously, I think, uh, first of all, is the Dolphins. Because there are questions. Hey, is Tua the guy? People are asking. Hey, is Tua is he good? I don't know. Now I think that it might be a little bit reactionary, but at the same time, they have a bunch of draft picks and they have a collateral le- with a guy like uh, like with a guy like Tua who's on a rookie deal. So I don't know. You could probably get him a lot cheaper. I, it it's complicated. Uh, I don't understand why they keep Jack Easterby in in there. It blows my mind, because obviously everyone wants him gone. And then it seems like they're like, oh, we'll just keep him around. Keep him around. No big deal. He, he, he is the... It's very strange, because he doesn't have a... Te- he has this weird position where he is, he's the executive vice president of football operations. Of the Texans, and he is not. but at the same time, the 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 owner McNair is like, oh no, he doesn't. He's not part of the coaching search. Then he's part of the coaching search. So very strange. Watson deserves to be angry and upset. Another team that comes to mind is the Broncos here in Denver, which makes sense. They should be scrambling for QB. Any and my Bears obviously are probably on that list as well because the Bears. I mean, if you're the McCaskies, if you're Ryan Pace, if you're Ted Phillips, you're saying, how do we win back the fan base? How do we win them back after we just embarrassed ourselves on a national stage? How do we How do we win our fans back? How do we show them, hey, we're interested in winning? I bring in Deshaun Watson. Now, would this be probably Watson's number one? one destination? Probably not, but it would get him out of Houston. And as much as I rip on the Bears for not caring enough about winning, or, you know, having a poor decision-making, whatever, it feels as though, at least, they're on the same page. Like, there isn't this toxic environment of fear that Jack Easterby, from everything I've read, has, has helped to, to cultivate. That hasn't been good. So, it's it's it, uh, there's a few different teams that come to mind. Some people are yelling about the Jets. Maybe Jets could be an option. Uh, and if you're a smart, you know, executive in the NFL, you're trying to give his guy almost everything. And you're trying to you are calling the Texans saying, "What can I give you? What can we do? What can we do?" Because I am starting to really believe the Texans are going to ship this guy out of town, and uh, that'd be good for Deshaun Watson probably in the long run. Next up, TG's quick picks. What can I say? Sucked. Sucked. Didn't go well. It started off nice. It started off real nice. Buffalo Mass 2 hit by a lot. Felt you know, we felt pretty good. We were in the Kansas City game, which I thought was going to be a points factory. Points factory. And instead was the opposite literally, like, no points there at the end, so whatever, and then I completely judged the New Orleans Camp Bay game wrong, it was one of those things where part of my gut was telling me to go with the Buccaneers, but then I was like, ah, but I should probably know better with how good, you know, even though I, I think that uh, Drew Brees is over the hill, I think they, they still are such a strong team, they're going to make it through, instead uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Beatty Tom Brady, Tom Brady, he made it happen. So, I was wrong. So, one and two on the week. Not great. Not great. If I'm correct, that makes 15, 20 and 2 when we get the graphic up, we will adjust that number. You know, and, um it it it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough scene. But, hey, you know, in another losing week, I have I'm I have my I Promise punishments and they're kind of building up on me they're building up i need to start doing them before i have like 10 punishments which won't be 10 punishments because next week's gonna be a winner winner winners winner, winners positive vibes positive vibes folks positive vibes but you know I, those will be coming i'm waiting on snow here it's not been snowing in colorado i want to do some crazy stuff in the snow to torture myself and guess what not a ton of snow there's been some snow Well, there hasn't been a ton of snow, like real stick-on-the-ground, you know, snow-day kind of snow. It's been very more light, fluffy, goes-away-relatively-quickly kind of snow. So, whatever. Hopefully, we'll get some nice snow coming soon, and then I can torture myself. All right, folks, that's the episode. Um, I really want to get really into college basketball coming up soon. Well, I think next podcast we're going to talk a lot more about it, do more recaps of college basketball. It's been a really interesting year so far, even with coronavirus and a lot of cancellations. And it, it, we're going to be—it's uh, going to feel nice when we finally get to March Madness, which, uh, folks, Super Bowl's about to, about to be here. And then it's going to be pretty light on a lot of stuff until March Madness. Pretty light, but guess what? We're going to be—we're going to power through together. I promise you. Hopefully, it will only be a matter of a few weeks until we get to conference tournament time and then we can just enjoy that together that'll be nice anyways only thing i have left to say is inauguration coming up everybody out there i i, I don't expect there to be really violence because there's been because i think things will settle down after the terrible events that happened last week obviously horrible horrible things i pray that we come together as a country, we come together, we heal our divides, we listen to each other more, care about each other more. Obviously, this is, uh, this is not a political podcast. I don't, I do not especially like mixing sports and politics, although at the same time, I remind people that athletes and sports people have every right to do so. And sometimes I will as well, more in my personal life. I guess this podcast, I don't especially want to talk a ton about politics. I want to talk more about unity on a broader scale and then division in terms of sports, like my strong uh, position as a hater of the Green Bay Packers, stuff like that. But when it comes to actual, like, real-world stuff, I mean, obviously, unity, everything like that. I'll be praying for that big time coming up in the next few days. Hope you all have a good week. Looking forward to talking to you guys next time. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys later.